Will you preach with me for a little while? I'm not a long-winded preacher. I'm really not. And uh, so if you'll listen and stay with me and uh, preach with me, we'll just enjoy the goodness of God and the blessings of the Lord today. Hallelujah. I'm so excited to be here and uh, just a great blessing. In the book of Hebrews, in God's wonderful word, how many is thankful for the word of God? Amen. If you would like to uh, stand with me for the reading of the Word of God. I would appreciate that so very much. Hebrews chapter number 13. I'm going to begin with verse number 1. Uh, he has been writing in chapter 11 and chapter 12. And uh, t- we know chapter 12 is the chapter of faith where uh, we're compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses that uh, uh, how that uh, they are, uh, and it talks about that roll call of faith, those who uh, in the faith, uh, you know, in the past have done so many great things. And then in chapter 13, he gives us seven commands concerning Christian living. Here we go. Let brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. Remember them that are in bonds as bound with them, and them which suffer adversity as being yourselves also in the body. Marriage is honorable in all, and the bed undefiled. But whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as you have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Somebody shout hallelujah right there, would you? I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith following, uh, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. Verse number 8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let's read that one more time. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the privilege and the opportunity to be here. I would ask God that you would touch our heart. God, bind us together in love and unity. God, speak to each and every one of us. Let anointing flow, God. Let it flow in and let it flow out. Help me to preach the weakest of your servants. God, strengthen our heart. Help us to receive of your word today. And, Lord, we're going to give you glory. We're going to go away from here saying it has been good to be in your presence. And we lift our hands and our hearts and our voices unto you right now and give you glory and honor. Come on. Would you just lift your hands in the presence of the Lord and let's just honor him. Father, we love you. We worship you. We magnify your name in the wonderful name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Give him a hand clap as you're being seated uh, this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. I would like to start by telling you, uh, first of all, that uh, I've heard this passage preached on uh, uh, several times and probably have preached on it myself in this manner about Jesus Christ uh, and uh, how that he is uh, a never-changing God. Uh, I think that that is forever settled in heaven. Can we say amen to that? I believe that... uh, Uh, that he always has been, that he always will be, and uh, he is able to minister in every situation and every circumstance. 
May I tell you, first of all, that I don't believe that God wakes up in the morning. Uh, and, well, I don't believe he sleeps. But uh, anyway, I don't think he is pacing back and forth in heaven, wringing his hands, saying, what am I going to do about this situation? I didn't have any idea that this was coming my direction or that this was coming my way. I believe that Jesus is eternally uh, set in the glory of God uh, and that you and I have a right and a privilege uh, uh, to go and to live in his glory forever and forever. Amen. Uh, I'm going to preach to you today uh, upon the thought uh, uh, that says heirs of the past, uh, guardians of the present, uh, and uh, architects of the future. All right. Uh, rather than preaching about Jesus being eternal, which I know that he is, I'm going to challenge you this morning uh, and challenge us this morning about our role uh, in this particular passage of Scripture. Whenever it says Jesus Christ, uh, the same yesterday, I understand uh, uh, that I have a heritage. I was blessed by the words uh, that my son was speaking today uh, about, um, about me being his hero. I didn't deserve that at all, I can tell yeah, and uh, you know about me whipping him, I did deserve that because uh, I did whip him a few times. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, I, I was so thankful that he looked to us uh, and he began to speak about a little bit about uh, his heritage and about where he has come from. I want to tell you that I'm kind of old school Pentecostal because uh, I've been serving God for a while, but I'm also smart enough to know that you can't skate where the hockey puck has been, but you've got to skate where the hockey puck is going. Somebody shout amen. I'm smart enough to understand and to realize that. But by the same token, I've got a mom and dad that is in glory today, and I've heard them praying for me uh, in the nighttime. Uh, I've heard them calling out my name in the nighttime. Uh, I hear voices in my head, not, not those kind, but I hear sometimes in my mind uh, and in my memory, uh, my parents speaking uh, uh, unto me. And I remember one time I, I, I left home probably pretty early. I, I went on the evangelistic field with my brother Joe, uh, and uh, he was by himself. His wife was expecting a baby. And uh, we went to the state. We were living in Texas. We come to the state of Missouri to pick her up and take her down. And uh, she was really about to have that baby, and she couldn't travel anymore. And my brother was evangelizing. Whenever uh, I got to the state of Missouri, I uh, looked back at him in the, in the car by himself all along. I said, Dad, stop. He said, where are you going? I said, I'm going with Joe. And all I had done was brought, uh, you know, a, a clothes for the weekend and a five-string banjo. I, I grabbed all of that. It's a good thing that his clothes and my clothes were interchangeable. But uh, anyway, I went on the evangelistic field with him uh, and preaching. Uh, I didn't preach, but I listened to him preach, and I helped him in any way that I can. I have a heritage, 
ladies and gentlemen. I, I have a past. I, I can reach back and think back about believers and people. I heard somebody start to applaud a while ago I, I, when I said something about Tom Branham. I, I think that there are those kind of people uh, who have prayed, who have sought God, uh, uh, who have kept the faith, uh, who have fought the fight of faith. Don't think for a moment uh, uh, that the older generation uh, uh, needs to be brushed aside, uh, but we can draw from that inheritance. Uh, we can pull from that inheritance. Uh, we can understand and know uh, that the power of God was with them, uh, and that same power that touched them uh, is able to touch us. Somebody shout amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. I've seen them shout. I've seen them dance. I've heard them speak in tongues. TJ told me something uh, uh, yesterday at that conference uh, that that speaker said to that group of pastors. There was only 300 pastors. Isn't that right? So that meant 600 people, pastor and wife, 600 people that were able to go to that conference. So, yeah, that's one of them that you got to get in early because 300 was all that they took. And so uh, TJ and Tristan was there. And DJ said that pastor got up. He said, there's 300 pastors and pastor's wives here. I don't know what denomination you're from. I, I don't know where you've come from. I don't know what uh, type of, of church that you pastor. But he said, I'm here to tell you that the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues uh, is the best weapon that you'll have against the enemy that is trying to destroy uh, uh, the heart and the life uh, of individuals. I, I say to my past. I, I can't live there. I can't go back there. There's nothing I can do to change anything there. But I say to my heritage, God, bless you and thank you uh, for teaching me the way uh, of the cross. Hallelujah. That is why this scripture said Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today and forever. I want you to look uh, at Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter number 3. Paul said, and he's writing to Timothy he says, I thank God whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers day and night, greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy tears that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance, the apostle says, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice. I am persuaded that it is in thee also. I think last week was Grandparents' Day. Was that right? And uh, TJ was telling me some things that he did and some of the things that he shared with you about grandparents. I, I recognize some of them because I shared some of the things, things with my church uh, uh, about Grandparents' Day. Uh, thank God for people who have taught us and kept us and prayed for us and cared for us and showed us the way to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Yesterday, today, we are guardians of the present, ladies and gentlemen. We live in the nasty here and now. Isn't that right? 
Amen. Will you agree with me that our world is in a difficult shape right now? Amen. That we are fighting the good fight of faith. Uh, that we are standing firm in the gospel of Jesus Christ. I believe that we are guardians of the present. I believe that God is challenging us. And I pray that he's challenging you. Paul says to Timothy in chapter number 3 in verse number 1, This know also that in the last times, perilous times shall come. I want you to understand today that they shall, uh, the shell needs to be gone. They are already here. Isn't that right? I, I believe that we are living in perilous times. Our men shall be lovers of their own self, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, and accusers, incontent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, uh, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. Thank God for churches uh, like where we are today that still believe in the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ and that still believe uh, in healing of body, that still believe in baptizing people uh, and uh, touching their hearts and their lives because we need to be guardians of the present. Amen. We are where we are, and we have to fight the good fight of faith. It's okay to look back at your heritage. I do that often, and I think about where God has brought me from. But I know that I'm fighting this faith, this battle of faith right here and right now. And I need a new anointing. I need a new touch. I need a new blessing. I need a new outpouring of the presence of God. I need the fresh bread of his word that speaks to my heart on a daily basis. Uh, and the aroma of that bread being poured apart and the aroma of that anointing as God begins to pour it out and touch the hearts and the lives of people in the day in which we live. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, thank God for his grace and for his mercy and for his love. Amen. We are living in times when we need to guard. You say, well, I, I, don't, I don't understand. Let me tell you right now, they are trying to destroy the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. There are things that are being taught in school that five, year, five, that five years ago, well, let me go back ten years, ten years ago, I would not have even imagined, amen, and this thing hasn't happened overnight, things have crept in, and we, we need to be, I, man, I, I'm, I'm just overwhelmed by the power and the presence of God that we are, we are living in this time and in this day right now. We fellowship with a couple of smaller churches. Our church is an independent church. It's a Pentecostal church, but we are we fellowship with a couple smaller churches uh, up the road, and we do a little Christmas thing with them, a little Easter thing with them once in a while. And uh, one of them had a homecoming not long ago, and me and my wife uh, went up there, and uh, we ate and we sang for them, and we enjoyed the singing in the afternoon. And and it, it's a real country church, uh, and uh, TJ would recognize it, and probably Jennifer too, if I said the name of it. I will say the name of it, Ricker Memorial. 
as a church. It was right across the road, the highway from where we lived at one time. And then there's another church just a little ways down from that called Campground Church. Now, the pastor at Campground Church got saved many years ago at Ricker Memorial Church. Yeah, and they always ask him uh, to speak, to say a word yeah, uh, in the afternoon. And so uh, Manuel Seaton walks up to the pulpit about like this. He's 87 years old uh, and uh, stood behind the pulpit, got such a sweet spirit and uh, such a sweetheart, and uh, he begins to speak uh, uh, about, uh, you know, uh, some of the things uh, and how that he had got saved and pointed out where he had got saved. Uh, and uh, then, uh, and neither one of these churches are, are Pentecostal, what you would call Pentecostal church. Uh, and uh, Manuel stood behind that pulpit, and he said, I remember in this church right here, and tears began to run down his face. He said, and he called out some people's name, uh, a couple of ladies. Uh, one of them was the pastor of that church's grandmother. He said how that they would get out, and uh, they would they would wave their handkerchiefs, and they would walk around the church, uh, and uh, just giving God glory, and giving God uh, uh, the prayer. And he said, I wish we could see that kind of stuff again. Uh, and man, my heart just leaped within me. And then he said, folks, you don't have to be afraid of the Holy Ghost. I thought, man, what a step. What a blessing to hear that. I was so excited. I'll tell you, it was great to be able to hear that. What are you saying? I'm saying right now where we are, ladies and gentlemen, where we are living, we have an opportunity, and we need to be guardians of the present. Listen, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. I know he's eternal. He always will be. But God is challenging us to be architects of the future. Man, these kids blessed my heart this morning. I've, I've got about a half a notion to bring them back in here. Just go over and get them. Bring them kids back in here. Why? Because we've got architects out here. And they've got building blocks out there. Amen. If you're under 20 years old, stand to your feet, would you? If you're in this, if you're in this building, you're under 20, stand to your feet. There you go. I got some wanting to stand up that are right there at that line. Stand back there. He's like, what should I do? I don't know what to do. Look at this, folks. Amen. Look at this. Look up in the balcony. God bless you. Thank you for standing. I'm talking about architects of the future. This is our building blocks. Hallelujah. I know in a few years that I'm not going to be able to preach any longer probably. Don't do a very good job now. But throughout my life, I have endeavored. The Bible says that blessed is a man, that children are like arrows to a mighty man. And blesses a man whose quiver is full of them. And uh, the reason that is, is that we shoot them into the future. Me and my wife have discussed our grandkids and where we are right now. And some of the things that are going on right now. And you can stay on that negative side if, 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 if you, you know, you really can. But I'm telling you right now that we have a great opportunity to take a life 
and begin to mold it. I'm, I'm not talking about brainwashing anybody. I'm not talking about anything like that. That's not what Jesus Christ is about. I had a guy accuse me of putting stuff in the water at our church one time. He said, because there ain't no way that them people can be that happy. If I'm a lying, I'm a dying. He did it. He came in and he, he got a little, he got thrilled. And, 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 and then he just began to, I don't know, get confused, as it were. And then he said that. This is wrong. There ain't no way that these people can be this happy. I don't, I don't get this. I'm going to tell you, if you get Jesus way down deep inside your heart, you're going to understand that it's right and that he's real. Little wet buddy, God bless both of y'all. Hallelujah. Yeah. Praise God. Why? Because somebody's got to stand here someday when that guy is not able to stand here any longer. And I'm not pushing things. I'm just telling you. Whew. I'm so blessed today because I've been able to be a part of the heritage side of this. I've been able to be a part of the guardian side of this. And I'm 65 years old, and you can put me out to pastor if you want to. But if you do, I'm going to be preaching to the cows. I'm going to try to get them saved, and I'll build a church of cows. We'll take communion with butter and milk. I don't know. Amen. I'm glad they closed that. The only thing you can take to heaven with you, and you can't literally take them because they have to make the decision on their own, is your children. Your car's not going. Your house is not going. Your bank account's not going. The only thing you'll see on the other side that you maybe call yours here is your children. My oldest son's pastoring associate in Jefferson City, Missouri. He's preaching, my oldest son, he's preaching for me this morning. He's a great guy, not as bad as TJ made him out to be. Loves God. TJ mentioned about teaching him this morning, whipping him a little bit. Jennifer's here, God bless her heart. Got two preachers and one doctor. I'm in good shape. If I get sick, the doctor takes care of me. If I die, got two guys can put me in the ground. But I am so blessed just being here today and seeing what, and I, I'm going to brag on him a little bit because he told me to. Just kidding. But seeing where God has brought him to. And I'm going to tell you, he loves you people. And he said, these people have been so good to us. And I'm telling you, you love him because I've had several of you come by. We just love them to pieces. 
I'm just so thankful for that. It's great to be a part of an heir. My kids come to my house and they write their name on the bottom of things that they want. I don't have a whole lot to give them. My, my wife says, you got to buy another high-dollar guitar. I said, why? She says, because you got two and you need three. I want this gun. I want that gun. I want this. <laughs> it's great to be a part of an heir, uh, of, you know, uh, to, to be able to pass along some things but more than any of that I'm glad that I was able to give them Jesus I'm glad that I was able to pray for them while they was growing up at that time protector guardian of the present many times we run out of the house praying going to the school bus because Mr. Laidback I'll get up in five minutes TJ is always the late one, always laid back, and I've got witness, say amen, Jennifer. <laughs> but I said, Lord, please keep your hands on the kids. Not every day. Some days we'd have to do that. Keep your hands on the kids, Lord, keep them safe. Keep them just, you know, I've prayed for them. I've got on to them. I've taught them guardian of the present. But now I realize that maybe a little bit I've been an architect of the future because I see what TJ is doing. I see what John's doing. I see what Jennifer is doing. She uh, was invited to a, a missions trip this morning, and, I, and she's like, whoa, and, uh, as a, on the medical side of it. <laughs> Somebody cornered her and talked to her about going on that missions trip on the medical side. And I don't know. We'll see what God will do. Amen. But able to be a part of looking at that. Now look at this front bench right here. And I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, and these kids and the pools out there with those kids, they, they came to our church a few weeks back, did an, did an excellent job ministering to our kids. We don't have a lot of kids, but they did an excellent job. We had a blast. They're over there. And I told my church, I did youth camps all across this nation from one side to the other. I'd go in and I'd hit them and I'd hit them hard and we'd have a hallelujah outpouring of the presence of God. I said, but these kind of people are my heroes. They go into a church week after week after week after week and pour into the lives of kids. Amen. Now, the whole time that I was doing camps, I was also pastoring a church. And I'd leave my church on Sunday night after I'd preach. I'd drive to Indiana from Jackson, Mississippi. If I'm a lion, I'm a dying. Because I knew that there was some kids in Indiana that really needed Jesus. And one of them sitting right over here. No, I'm just kidding, sis. <laughs> and her husband's shaking his head. No, you're not kidding. You, she really needed Jesus. <laughs> and she come to me and she said, I was at a camp. That boy, that you put on cologne. You put on cologne. And then they come up to you. I was at a camp that you preached. I was four years old. I was six years old. 
you really blessed my heart. And I get that when I go to places sometimes. But I'm glad that I've been able to be a part of the future. I'll be gone for they will. But I am blessed today to know that somehow, some way, I can be able to maybe mold and direct and point with an anointing, with the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul spoke about Eunice, Lois and Eunice, Timothy's mother and grandmother, and how that he saw the faith in them, which now resides in Timothy. He said it was in them first, and now it's in you. That's because somebody took the time to direct them. Amen. Young people, would you do me a favor and stand again one more time? Would you do that? Would you come up front? Would you be so bold as to come up front and stand, turn around, face that congregation? Show them how good looking you are. Isn't that beautiful? Some of them were baptized this morning. They have some coming down from the from the balcony. I want to be an architect of the future. How about you? Right here's your building blocks. Isn't that right? Man, what a blessing. What a blessing. There they come. Come ahead. God bless you, ladies. God bless you, sir. Hallelujah. I'm so glad for the presence of God that we felt in this baptizing today. How those young people that, that come out to be baptized. The church of tomorrow, the church of today. Amen. We need to be guardians of the present. We need to be architects of the future. Church, would you stand with me? Holy Spirit, touch our hearts, touch our lives, lead us, guide us. Would you bring us to the place of your glory? Would you send your anointing? God, would you help us to lead and to guide and to direct? Would you help us to strengthen? Would you help us to be guardians of the present because and remind us that somebody in our past was guardians for us and architects for us. Oh God, would you help us right now in the name of Jesus to touch these hearts and to touch these lives and to bless this church. Amen. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to ask you, church, would you come stand in front of one of these young people? Come on, maybe there's not enough, but maybe you can stand too deep or something. I don't know. Hallelujah. How important is it? I think it's extremely important. In this day and time we live in, I think it's extremely important that we guard the present, that we architect the future. Take them by the hand if they'll let you. Young people, reach out to the persons in front of you. Let them pray for you. Pastor, would you come? Love you today, Jesus. honor you today, Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, I love you. God, fill our hearts today with your love. God, make us what you'd have us to be. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus.